Hey everybody, Jack here with Survivor and other things. Back to talk the Survivor Season 37, David versus Goliath finale uh, with Nick Wilson as our winner of the season. And joining me to talk about the finale is uh, a longtime Survivor fan with myself uh, and also happens to be my brother, uh, Andrew here. Thank you for coming on the podcast and talking Survivor with me. Andrew, how you doing? I'm doing good. I appreciate you letting me join you. Yeah, it was uh, it was an easy decision, mainly because I was home and you were here. Yeah, rarely. Very rarely happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to talk about this finale. It was uh, incredibly exciting. It was a very exciting season, in my opinion. I'm looking forward to getting your insights on uh, what you thought about the season. Um, so, so looking forward to getting into that. But, um, you know, first of all, I think a, a good question to start with is, what did you think of David versus Goliath as a, as a whole? We can get into a couple of other, you know, overarching season questions a little bit later in the podcast. But just to start off with, what were your initial impressions? Uh, my initial impressions, I think it was one of the better seasons that Survivor has had in about the last four or five years or so, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, during that time, they've been bringing in all those new twists. And I feel like 90% of them have been busts and haven't worked out and I feel like some of the things that they brought in to this season especially the idol nullifier was actually a big success and I feel like it's something that uh, they can actually continue to put in more seasons on the road so overall I enjoy it a lot good yeah good to hear I I agree um I think that it is a a large critique of of the fan community of you know a lot of idols, a lot of advantages, a lot of twists coming into the, the the show over the past couple of seasons. And I think that what we saw this season was a nice balance of, of idols and advantages. It wasn't like an overload like it was last season or in 35 um, and, or 34. So um, I, I definitely agree with you there. Well, uh, let's dive right into the finale. Uh, we had our final six of Davey, Kara, Allison, and then our final three of uh, Angelina, Mike, and Nick becoming our winner eventually. So uh, to, to harken back to my finale predictions podcast, I did have Davey up at the top. I was incredibly incorrect there, but um, I also had Nick and Mike in my top three with Angelina as a uh, absolutely no way of winning this season. So uh, I felt pretty comfortable. I thought that the finale was great. Although it was a little bit predictable, I think once we saw Nick go on that final immunity tear, um, you know, I, I think it was uh, f- from the beginning going to be a two horse race in that finale between Mike and Nick. And that's eventually what we ended up getting. So um, would love to hear your thoughts on the finale, first and foremost. Oh, the finale. I was very upset when Davey got uh, eliminated. Oh, yeah. He was by far my favorite uh, contestant on the show this year. Why is that? He was just, he was a character. Yeah. He had, so he had personality wise, he, his personality shown through a lot more than other contestants on the show did. And he was just someone that I was like, wow, this is someone that I would want to hang out with mm-hmm. uh, in the real world. And the way that he turned his game into, he was kind of irrelevant for the first half until really the merge. And then all of a sudden he became one of the biggest threats besides Christian, in my opinion, he was the second biggest threat throughout that entire game until Mm -hmm. he got voted out. So uh, in accordance with your power rankings, I would have had the same thing because 
you have to think if he did what Nick did and he wins those immunities that he is that we get a Davy winner. Winning yeah. In that year. In yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I really like Davy too. I think that he was super fun and he brought an energy that we haven't seen in a while. Um, you know, I, I think there's always, you know, a couple people who are really fun and bright and, and, and you know, really exciting, but I don't think that we've gotten that in the past couple of seasons. So I, I, I also enjoyed Davy going out, but, um, what were what did you think about the about Nick being left out of that vote? I thought that once we saw Nick get left out of that vote, I think that it was, you know, he was certainly next on the chopping block to go. And if it wasn't for those immunity wins, he would have been out. So to me, that was like a, a big knock on his game. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, you look at it and, you know, Mike orchestrated that whole bit pretty much. Mm-hmm. And when Mike did that, it was almost, you, you have to think almost that if Nick didn't win immunity, like you said, he's going home because no one wanted to sit next to him. Mm-hmm. If they had Angelina and Kara to sit next to in the end, potentially, who mm-hmm. had done practically nothing and right. had just been carried along the whole way. So, yeah, no, definitely uh, Nick being left out would have killed him. Right. So you weren't high on Kara like a lot of other people are. It's just, I, I you, you almost feel for Kara because she came up with a bunch of ideas of getting people out and couldn't get anyone on board. And then it seemed mm-hmm. like an episode or two later, someone else brings up a, up the idea and people follow through on it mm-hmm. and at least try to make it happen where she would try to do it. And nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And we saw that with Angelina too, when she, you know, had that confessional talking about how um, you know, she wanted to vote out Christian right at the merge. And then, you know, the, the next vote, everybody thinks, oh, great idea, you know, because Mike brought it up. So I think we saw that definitely with Kara and Kara more so was on the line of like, hey, I want to do this. And then somebody else would come to her with a different plan or that person would come to her with a different plan. And she would say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. That's exactly what I wanted to do. I think we saw her doing that a lot, which is, of course, exactly what you need to do out on the island, no matter what conversation you're having. But for her game, I feel like she was so go with the flow that her strategic component wasn't there. And I think that definitely shown through when in the final four tribal council, when she mentioned, you know, that she didn't play a good game. She actively said that before that fire making challenge. And, um, you know, I think strategically that's not the right decision to, to in front of the jury say, I didn't play a good game, but yeah. Interesting to hear that you weren't as high on Kara about, about her social game. Cause I think she had, like I said, Michelle Fitzgerald upside of just kind of floats along to the end and makes those great relationships with everybody. Yeah. You know, I mean, she just wasn't aggressive enough for me and you know, her social game, she was fine. She was liked. No mm-hmm. one really ever went after her, but there was a reason. For I that. don't think she got a single vote cast against her the whole season. She was never a threat to anybody. Yeah. She was an extra vote for most people, in my opinion. Yeah. And it was easy to just, you know, push her around. The only smart thing she did was trying to get away from Dan when Dan went right full psycho mode right. for uh, a 10 minute bit in that one episode. But yeah. That was the strategically, that was the best thing she did. And, right was was separate herself yeah and that, other than that though yeah in regards to actually getting people out of the game yeah she didn't do anything but if you look at the jury i was interested to see because i think that kara had a lot of jury votes out there should she have gotten to the end just simply because 
she did make those social relationships. I think if she gets there with, uh, you know, if she's sitting next to Nick, I think it's still an issue. I think Nick still wins in that final three. But I think if she gets there with two other Goliaths, the votes would split between her and Mike. Like if it's her, Mike, Angelina sitting in that final tribal council, I seriously think it's a much closer vote between Mike and Ange- between Mike and Kara because Kara had relationships with some of the other Davids from that Vuku swap tribe. She had great relationships with people like Dan and Alec, who inevitably vote, who eventually voted for Nick. So, like those votes could have gone to her rather than Mike. So, I think that she could have had a great shot at getting votes should she have gotten to the end. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with anything that you said there, but yeah. it's almost, you know, if you're going based off of merit, mm-hmm. Mike definitely should have won. If it was, you know, hypothetically, if it was Angelina, Kara, and Mike, Mike, you know, played the best game and deserved to win. Mm-hmm in that scenario. I agree. But I think also something which you somewhat touched upon in your first podcast was that, you know, I think we moved past this whole, like Mike's very successful bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I per- personally, I think that if it was, I think that honestly, it probably played a little bit of a role in some people's heads. Really? You think that, I that think the celebrity did. came in into, into play at, you, at you final have, travel? You have to imagine that you know, when you put yeah. Because, you know, disregard Angelina completely because she was getting zero votes. Mm-hmm. You have Nick, who's the Southern boy lawyer yeah. who left the big city, big time firm to move back to mm-hmm. his hometown and help people out there. And then you got the Hollywood producer. Right. So even if, you know, obviously some people are going to think Nick deserved a more easy vote. Some people are going to think Mike deserved a more easy vote. But those people that are in the middle. Mm-hmm. I feel like then the personal lives has to come into play right. a little bit. Yeah, I think that that's certainly something that we've seen in in recent seasons is if you have that emotional advantage or that that kind of heartstring kind of pull that you can pull out right at the end of Final Tribal. I mean, if we even look at the past, I don't, I don't know, there's like there's at least three or four winners that I can think of in recent history being Nick, who, you know, mom died of a drug overdose and uh, you know, was able to to express that with the jury right at the end. Ben opening up about overcoming PTSD in Final Travel Council and his military experience in 35. And Adam, you know, after, you know, we we all knew about it. The viewers all knew about his mom being diagnosed with cancer and going through that. But the only person out there who knew was Jay. And he finally tells everybody at, at Tribal. And I think that that kind of heartstring aspect always has has a pull. Whereas I don't think Mike has that. I, I think it's hard for people to look at Mike and say, you know, Oh, you've also had a tough two. And I think that's a societal thing that just kind of plays itself into the, into the game. But yeah, I, I definitely agree that that heartstring aspect is, uh, <laughs> it can definitely sway some votes if it's, if it's big enough to big enough of a pull right at the end. Yeah. Especially when it's, you know, a 50, 50 chance of, who you think you're going to put it on that heartstring right at the end. If you, right. If you do it in the right way without seeming desperate, it is something that can be very effective. I agree. I agree. Something really strategic that, that could, that could be used for sure. Yeah. So I, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about Nick as a winner. I think we talked a little bit about kind of their, you know, the arc there a little bit, um, you know, over the past couple of minutes, but Nick as a winner, as a whole, um, I, I want to hear your thoughts 
Um, you know, not necessarily comparing Nick and Mike just yet. I, I think that we, we can certainly get into that. Um, but I would love to hear what you think about Nick as the winner, as the representative of season 37 or Survivor. Yeah, I think it plays well with the, the whole David versus Goliath theme, mm-hmm. the Nick winning. Um, you know, among the Goliaths, um, the Davids, he, you know, stood out mm-hmm. among the Davids, which I thought was a pretty cool thing for him to do. And, you know, he, like I said before, he had all these other opportunities he could have taken with his career and he decided mm-hmm. not to and decided to help people. And, you know, he, he right. showed how humble he was and grateful for where he came from. So, you know, just in regards to what the season was supposed to embody as a David versus Goliath type of theme, I think that Nick winning and ends up winning the last two individual immunities as a David. Three. You won three. Three. Yeah. Three. Including that final four. Right. So yeah. winning those last three to guarantee himself a spot yeah. and put his destiny in his own hands, I think that's very symbolic of Right, what a David is defined as, and I think it it showcased the whole point of the season of the title of the season. Right, I think it was perfect. Yeah, I agree. I think the narrative was was definitely there, and even though I guess some of the the casting decisions on who was a David and who is a Goliath might have been a little bit strange, and and you know yeah. it could have gone either way with a couple folks, like you know Alec the broke bartender. You know, could have, could have definitely been a David if we're going based off yeah, success that's aspects, that but was, that was based off know, or Christian the robot, yeah, or Christian the robot scientist who's been on Stephen Colbert could have easily been a Goliath too. So yeah, you know, he, he shot up to a Goliath yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I definitely want to talk about Christian. For that one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Perfect casting for this perfect season. Um, but yeah, I think Nick is a winner. Kind of embodies this new. I guess it's it's not really new, but to me, it seems like a trend recently of, you know, in, in earlier seasons and in kind of the middle seasons, we saw winners who were really dominant in one or two aspects of the game. You know, you either had the physically dominant, the strategically dominant, or the socially dominant. And I think people were a lot more likely to take out threats who were just kind of jacks of all trades of, of each one of those things and and you know, it was, it was seen as less, um, uh, less threatening to be a super physical player or a super strategic player. But if you had the whole package, then you were targeted. Um, that being said, I think this season we saw, and in, in previous seasons, we're seeing winners that are a lot more of the total package of the survivor game being, you know, the ability to compete in challenges and, and be, uh, you know, be relevant in them, not even, not even be dominant, but just be relevant. The ability to be strategic and understand the game and the ability to be a social player, make those relationships and be just an authentic person on the Island. I think Nick did that perfectly. He was a very, very well-rounded player. Wendell the exact same way. Um, you know, there's, there's a couple of winners in, in recent years where we can say that about. So do you, do you kind of like that that aspect of people getting to the end who are who are good at all three things and they're not great at any one thing? Or you know what what would what is your preference of a winner? Or does it just kind of depend on the season? Oh, my preference of a winner, you have to be good at everything, and you know, yeah, I would say in most Survivor seasons that typically isn't the case, right? But you know, and that, it's funny that you you bring up Christian and then you say. 
pissed about how you have to be good at everything. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole, you know, in my opinion, something that would have played in dealing with Christian was you knew he was a strategic threat. You knew he was a social threat, mm-hmm. but the physicality, you weren't that worried about it. So right. you thought you could maybe, I, I'm not, obviously I don't know what they're thinking out there, but mm-hmm. as, as I'm trying to think along with it, I'm at least thinking, okay, well, we can kind of get him out whenever, as long as he doesn't have an idol, because he's probably not going to win individual immunity. Right. Other than, um, unless started, he's standing on a virtual cross for six hours. Better in the right. individual immunity, and you start to see like, holy crap, this guy's actually a threat. Mm-hmm. So I think when you see that, and then you think, all right, well, maybe we won't really have the opportunity to get this guy out when right. we feel like actually doing it made him more of a target and luckily right. you know he had his idol he had help from from Davey others and, yeah you know so but yeah in regards to the being great or being good like mm-hmm. that's why i feel like a lot of people love a player like christian mm-hmm. love a player like Davey because they're good at everything right even if they don't show it right away they evolve they adapt to what they have to do and making their own game so that they have a chance to win if they make it to the end right other than like a like a John and like you know you go back to your childhood yeah. days with John, mm-hmm. I was really upset when he got <laughs> eliminated, even though it was a great yeah. move from uh, the Davids. But you know John, good at the physical stuff, but he formed his little coalition with the Goliaths and they rolled with it, right? And that's really all they did. So yeah. strategically horrible yeah it's it's incredibly predictable you know when when you have that kind of one-sided type of thing and he made great social relationships with everybody but to turn those relationships into strategic partnerships is a totally different story and even though john and christian and gabby and all of them were able to bond kind of cross tribally it it was never going to pan out to anything because strategically the what that level wasn't there so I agree in that, you know, guys like John, guys like Alec, who I think Alec really relied strategically on a lot of other people um, throughout the season and then physically yeah, and socially. Him. Yeah. And then physically and socially, he he was great. You know, I think strategically yeah, the Natalia voted out in, in the pre-merge as, as incredibly fun TV that was, was a horrible move for Alec in the moment. And Davey was just able to sway him into into doing something a little unpredictable. So I think that, yeah, I, I definitely agree in that we're seeing a trend of, you just need to be good at everything in order to get through. You're not going to be targeted as, you know, you're a decent challenge threat. You have decent relationships with everybody and you are decent strategically. Like if you are a jack of all trades for all of the aspects, I, I, find it hard to believe that you're going to be targeted before any of these other like Christians who are incredible social threats and Johns who are incredible physical threats or, you know, pe- people like that. I, I think that the target would be significantly less just by being good right. at everything rather than being great. I think that, and I think we saw that this I season. I think specifically in this season, we saw that because I think what hurt a player like John was, you know, the Davids and Goliaths for so long throughout the merge were yeah. separated. And for a player like John, who in my opinion was very good physically, mm. was liked well against all the people, but didn't do anything strategically. Right. He was one of those people that should have been the first to try to work 
between the Davids yeah. and the Goliaths because that would have progressed him further. You know, a guy like Dan, Dan was screwed. Yeah. You you knew that that guy wasn't going to do anything because he was so set on staying with the Goliaths. Right. It was so emotional anytime his name was brought up in a vote from yeah. the Davids yeah. that you just knew that that, you know, players like that really have to work multiple angles. Yeah. And, you know, specifically when it was just the Davids against the Goliaths still after the merge. Mm hmm. Those players are the ones that have to go back and forth because that's what happens when you stick with one group. And you know, David's pull off the the Hail Mary vote, and right. John ends up going home. Yeah, he's gonna look back on it and be like, "Yeah, I kind of just hung out with the cool kids." And yeah, the really status quo. Do anything. Yeah, it was like we. It was like. It was like they were, and I was afraid of this happening at the merge, is that we were going to see a very similar thing to Ghost Island, where Ghost Island was Navidi strong, Navidi strong, Navidi strong. And, you know, even though Dom and Wendell were working with Laurel and Donathan, like, whatever, this podcast isn't about Ghost Island, but I was afraid that we were going to see that happen again at the merge. Thankfully, the Davids were crafty enough to be able to flip that, and it made for incredibly entertaining TV. But if they didn't have those idols and advantages... If they didn't have those idols advantages, this season. season could have been terrible been after the merge because we would have seen Elizabeth go home at the merge as normal. Right. Christian would have been out second, and then you know probably one of David or, or sorry Davy or Nick goes next, unless people are willing. The Goliaths start turning on each other at that point, which might have been the case, the but I really that, doubt it. The only way that would have happened is if Alec actually decided to follow through with one of the one of the strike force type things. Yeah. Plans that he came up with and never actually followed through. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Him, Allison, Mike kind of, you know, flip flopped on a lot of the, the cross tribal stuff that could have really helped out all of their games in the end. I mean, I think, I think, I wonder if the Goliaths realized early, I would love to see if this is something that they talk about in their exit press or in their post game stuff. I would love to see, if the Goliaths kind of had an idea once they got to the merge of like, all right, there's going to be five Davids. There's going to be at least four or five Davids on the jury getting to the end. Should we just pagong all of them and put them on the jury? You know, is our best chance to win sitting at the end with two other Goliaths? Like is if, if every Goliath was thinking I have the best shot to win sitting next to two other Goliaths, if that was their idea, just because of the way of the narrative that was going with the season that they could see play out. I, I really wonder if any of them were cognizant of that. And that's why there was such a, uh, I guess a, a strong resentment towards the, tr the cross travel stuff, which ended up being their demise. Mm -hmm. And then the Davids took control and then the Davids crashed the car right. once, you know, once Christian and, and Gabby flipped on Carl, the car hit an ice patch and then, you know, Christian goes home at the, or Gabby goes home at the next boot and it hit the wall. That was, that was the interesting thing about that vote because, you know, strategically, I don't even want to say strategically so much. It was a very emotional vote for, out for Gabby voting out Carl. I don't think so. I think that it was finally an instance where, you know, Christian and Gabby could have driven the vote themselves. Like they didn't need any other help with anybody else. I think the next problem I think the like the, the the Carl move was the best move for Gabby. It was not the best move for Christian. Right. Like Christian making that move is put him in a worse position because he you know kind of broke the trust between uh, Nick and with Davy. Even though he was able to kind of garner that back with Davy a little bit at the next tribal council. So 
Yeah, I think that that vote was good for Gabby, bad for Christian. Um, the next vote, though, the Gabby situation when she told everybody about wanting to vote out Christian, mm-hmm. it's not how blindside works. Like, that was just a poor decision. That was her trying too hard to yes. make her own game. Yeah. And you understand that she's going to be, you know, in Christian's shadow if she stays yep. aligned with him. But, you know, with the Carl vote also being able to have that power. Yeah. I think that was also her downfall for the next vote because then she had the confidence to say, okay, it's, yeah, it was, it was almost like a false confidence. Yeah. Cause yeah. even through that vote, I'm sure that people were like, Oh, well, wow. Christian really swung that yeah. Carl out. Right. So in I agree. order to get credit for basically everything. And you know, if you think, all right, we get Christian out, I make it to the final three. Christian's not going to call me a liar or take credit for stuff that I actually came up with. He'll get right. credit where credit's due. Yeah, it's fair. So it it's makes fair. sense for Gabby, but also doing it when she did. Poor timing. It was bad time. Yeah. It was bad time. Yeah, I, I hear that because then, you know, we see the downfall of it being four Goliaths versus one David in the final five. And like, yeah, you, you worked so hard to get that, that David the, majority and then threw it all away. It was very cool. In three votes. I, I honestly, I didn't mind it though. That in four votes, we saw all four of the Goliaths well, go four episodes in a row. Yeah. It was crazy. Carl, I, Gabby, Christian, Davy, done in a row. Like, I crazy. Think it was just, it was cool how, you know, they're struggling the entire game yeah. to get an upper hand. And as soon as they get it, they just say, hmm. Yeah. Screw it. We've dealt with worse. <laughs> Let's just go back to even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it was, I mean, oh man, I love the season. I really think that it, this There's was a top tier to season. Yeah, so there is a lot to talk about. So um, I think let's let's pull back and talk about Mike's game because we touched on it a little bit. And I want to hear, I want to ask the question of if you are sitting on the jury after listening to that final tribal council and knowing the game that you saw, who who do you vote for? Do you vote for Nick or do you vote for Mike? Because I mean, Angelina is out of the question. You already said right. that earlier. But do you vote for Nick or do you vote for Mike? You know, I've gone back and forth with this answer a million times in my head. But, you know, like we talked about before, Mm -hmm. I'd rather have people be decent or even slightly above average at best in every aspect than really good at one or two. Mike was really good socially. Right. Except for his one little outburst at tribal, yeah the, the mishap know, with allison whatever. Yeah. yeah whatever with that strategically mike did nothing until about final five, seven final really. seven yeah he did nothing so you know the last seven he was great yeah i thought strategically he was great and he did exactly what he needed to do but he waited too long so right decent and physically he was useless right and then you look at nick you know, Nick proved physically and, you know, in the immunities and all that, that he mm-hmm. was extremely capable. He won the last three to yeah. get. That's the only reason why he won and has a big fat check now. Right. Socially, he was good. Yeah. He had his outbursts at times when he was on the wrong right. side of the vote. A couple little hissy fits at camp. Yeah. That I remember. That I remember too as well. One after that. the Davy vote, one after the Carl vote. His social bonds, though, with the people that he was close with were so yeah. good, though, that those outbursts didn't do anything. Yeah. And then you look at it from the Carl Gabby, where Carl's social bonds were very bad, yeah. in my opinion. So him freaking out on Gabby. Yeah. They were a little toxic because they didn't have, the, they didn't have the, the, the foundation there. Yeah. And then strategically, you know, Nick was decent. 
Yeah. And I think that's generous, in my opinion. Really? I think it's, he just, you know, it, it was tough because of David Jordan on the bottom for so long. Right. And, you know, even now thinking back, the only thing that I can even remember that I was like, wow, strategically, Nick, you did good was when him, Davey, and Carl teamed up and they used their advantages mm-hmm. in order to blindside John. Right. Well, so that, so that vote, I, that John blindside, I attribute 90% of it to Nick, 5% of it to Alec, and 5% of it to Davey. Because he was the one that yeah. gathered all the information. Yeah. But Nick put all the pieces thing. together. Davey played, Davey played the idol. You know, it took, it took Nick telling Davey, hey, they're voting for Christian. Is there something we can do? for Davey to to get on board with that. But Nick put all of those pieces together. Alec was the one that told Nick that info. So, I mean, Nick's strategic peak, and they talked about this in Tribal Council, and he was able to articulate this really well, I think, is that his strategic peak was that John blindside and the Dan blindside because he was able to play that steal a vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and then clearly his strategic downsides were – when he played that idol at the, or he played the two idols, one, the fake one, and then the real one and tried to put the show on for the jury yep. at the Davy boot, or was it the Christian boot? No, that was the Davy boot. boot. No, 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 no it was the Christian, Christian boot. Christian. Yeah. So at the Christian boot and going into the finale, I was like, Oh, that wasn't good. But you know, that was his strategic low. And also anticipating that Allison was going to go home um, at the Davy boot. I think mm-hmm. like, so his, his peaks and valleys were, higher and lower than Mike's strategic peaks and valleys. Mike was more like even keel I agree. for a while and then started on the upslope towards the end of the game, whereas Nick was like super high in the merge and also his pre-merge was really good. He right. had to make a lot of moves there. Uh, uh, Think said, about it. If Pat he, isn't isn't evacuated, Nick very well could have been the uh, first person uh, voted out. Yeah. And then this whole season is totally different. Absolutely. Of course. You know, like you said, you know, Nick peaked, and like you're saying, he came back down. I don't really, you know, he he peaked. Yeah. Came down a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Leveled out. And then, you know, winning those individual immunities. Brought him back up a little right bit. Back up. Mike was even, even. Yeah, just flat even, the whole way. Just straight downhill. Because down at the, at the beginning of the merge. Yeah. He became irrelevant. And then, you know, got it really like, back to even. Yeah. So I agree. I if I was on that jury, I'd hope that I would have voted for Nick. Right. But if I'm looking at it just from you know a strategy standpoint, where you're thinking about those last those end game two to three votes, yeah, you're like, oh, Mike did a lot. Yeah. And if you look at it, Allison and Kara were two of the votes for Mike. Yeah, Allison, maybe. Christian, and Kara two votes for, for Mike, and they were three of the last four jury members. Mm-hmm. So, and we definitely saw that last season where. You know, the Wendell Dom tie, the first five members of the jury vote for Dom, the last five members of the jury vote for Wendell. So it's all about, I guess, the timing of when you're playing with the people of where they see your game peak. And I think that Christian, Allison and Kara saw Mike's game peak, which is why they gave them, you know, why they gave him their votes. Whereas the rest of the players on the jury saw Nick's game peak when they were all getting voted out. He had help doing it. Yeah. Yeah, with and the advantages. Yeah, it was absolutely. Mary, and I think that it was a, it was obviously the best move of the entire game. Mm-hmm. But he had two other people, right, to do it. He doesn't do that on his own. So I think that hurt him in a way, probably with those votes, right? Is that they think, oh, he got lucky. You know, they guessed I don't know far right, which you know, watching, you're just thinking like if you write someone else's name down, you 
have been sleeping too much on this island. Right. But, you know, so I agree. Yeah, I hear it. So how would you rank Nick on a scale of 1 to 10? I won't ask you where he ranks in, like, your winner's rankings. Uh, I know you'd have to go back quite a ways because I know you you don't have a list like I do because I'm a psycho. But, um, you know, on a a scale of 1 to 10, just based off of your – initial observations where where would he rank out of you know 10 being the best there have been a lot of good survivor winners Mm -hmm. and keeping that in mind i'm gonna go 6.3 really you have to keep in mind the caliber of other players yeah we're ranking him among you know the other players oh everybody else off the top of my head he's not in the top 10 I agree. I, I think, I feel like time, you know, it, I would have to go back and do a rewatch of this before CBS puts it all on all access and then I have to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to have but, to remember the first half and try right. to see if you miss anything that he actually did. Because that there's a good possibility that, oh, yeah. you know, there was something missed and all of that. But, yeah. you know, just from what I can currently remember without having to rewatch the entire season. Right. <laughs> you know, he's... He was good. Yeah. And I think it's 6.3. Is that what I It's above average. 6.3? Yeah. 6.3. I think it's yeah. yeah. Definitely above average. It's. Yeah. I just wonder if he. There were a lot of good Survivor winners. Yeah. And a lot of them. I wonder if history will be a him. lot kinder to Nick than, than that. Like if we look back come season 40, whatever, you know, a couple seasons from now and say like, holy shit, Nick was a really good winner. I think it depends on the caliber of the next few seasons. That's true. Yeah. And also I, I think recency bias. Like. A yeah, if we if we look at recency bias, I think when I looked at my my winners list and I was placing Wendell, I put him really high because the whole season was Dom and Wendell. We didn't see anybody else, so I had Wendell probably in the top fifteen of my winners just because I thought he played an incredible game. I will probably do the same thing with Nick just based off of recency bias. I, you know, if I have Todd Herzog up there. In, who's definitely in my top 10, I think. I, I, you know, I haven't watched China in a while. I think I rewatched it like, you know, maybe a couple years ago, but I, I haven't watched it in a while. So it's not fresh in my memory. And I just watched David versus Goliath, which I think very well could be a top three season of Survivor. Definitely top 10, maybe top five, arguably top three. So I, you know, out of a great season and a recency bias, I think Nick is a very good winner. I would probably rank him at a a high seven or a low eight. I put him up high. I really liked his game. Yeah. I okay. really like Nick. We're also, I have to say, yeah, we, we can disagree on that. I've disagreed right. on the podcast. So. <laughs> also, I have to say that Nick was my preseason winner pick. So I'm a little bit self, you know, self uh, humble brag. Yeah, I'm a little bit uh, pompous about that one. So I do have to give him a little more kudos than uh, than I probably normally would, unless if I didn't get that right. But um, I really did like Nick. It's uh, it's tough for me to give him a higher ranking than I mm-hmm. did when I look at other players who hadn't won, who I thought were better. You oh, so you're I mean? saying like you think that there are? Well, okay. So as a survivor player, I think it's a different conversation. Okay, yes. But as a winner, that's S- a different six point four. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Add eight. Yeah, it doesn't change for me. Love it still it. doesn't change because, in my opinion. I don't think he's in the top ten. Of okay. Champions. Yeah. No. I. I don't I think he's much. Certainly hear you on. I certainly hear you on that. Um. But yeah, I I agree. I, I think Nick is probably not in the top ten yet. Definitely on a top ten season of Survivor, but 
I, I it's something, feel like history will be will be kind to him, and and he'll probably be one of those winners where you look back and go, oh yeah, he was actually really it's, it's really really, really I might, good. I might reconsider. Yeah, yeah. I'm already currently rewatching seasons, so right. Maybe my mind will change. Right. Be like, oh wow, this game's actually pretty similar to Nick, but he did it better. Right. I don't think so. Yeah, and it's not. I recommend if you haven't him, if you I haven't done great. this yet, and this was a meme on on Reddit. Um, of you know, Nick is like a, a love child of JT and Steven from Token Jeans. If you go back and watch Token Jeans and watch Steven JT Fishback and JT, yeah. So, so if you go back and watch and you combine the strategic aspect of Steven and the social aspect of JT, you pretty much get Nick. So can we also just talk about for like just a quick little blurb <laughs> that Cochrane isn't on Survivor, that a guy like Christian isn't put on Survivor? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, Cochran paved the, the way for that. He did, he yeah. Game. As that much as type of guy, yeah. I know a lot of people. Cochran is super polarizing now because of the whole, like, you know, oh, I'm weak and sunburned shtick, and you know, like, I'm just a nerd, I'm and yeah. You know, so yeah. you know, like that shtick, but and I, I think that he gets a little bit more credit as a winner than he should based on Caramone because I just didn't like that season. But the season was bad, but he was yeah. great. Yeah, he was he was pretty good. He's you say so you have my, to give him the kudos. But another guy like Cochran will never be able to win the season. That's why Christian, no, everybody immediately now. was like, that guy needs to go. Yeah. And everyone's wary now. Yeah. Which I think is I think <laughs> I think it's upsetting. I don't think that that archetype should be that threatening just because one guy won that season. Whereas, like we were talking about, you see the jack of all trades archetype getting much further, much more often. It's like just, it's crazy. Like, I feel like the problem is that you, know, you can look at a guy like Christian, if we're going strictly based off appearances, it's hard for you not to like a guy right. that, you know, he, he looks nerdy. He looks right. like a weirdo. That's, you know, it's hard not to like that guy. Right. Whereas you can look at Dan and just think, I want to hate you. Right. Right. Like yeah. that's just the world that we you're, live in today. You remember some of, some of your high school and middle school bullies yes. and look at them and that go, is them. oh yeah, that, that, is that guy might be the, that the, guy. The high school or middle school bully <laughs> grew up to be a SWAT officer. Right. <laughs> so that he could, you know. We, not not to say that all, not to say that SWAT officers yeah, are bullies. We support we do. all law enforcement. Absolutely. And yes. we love you. <laughs> Don't come to my house and storm. Oh, boy. Yeah. So I think, I think we're, you know, we're, we're almost at that, the 40 minute mark now. So I think that we can start wrapping it up um, on David versus Goliath and the finale. Um, Andrew, any, any closing thoughts before I, before I wrap this up? No, we talked about a lot. I think that at this point, the people that are listening are pretty excited to probably be finished up now. Yeah. I'm, I thank you for those who, for 40 minutes. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank you for listening uh to those who are who are still with us here um we appreciate it i appreciate it um and i very much look forward to uh talking about uh survivor david versus goliath as a whole uh with some of my friends i'm going to be doing what i uh like to call my uh conversations with casuals uh where i talk to my friends and my roommates who are incredibly casual Survivor fans. Uh, I wouldn't even say fans. I would just say watchers, uh, viewers. So, uh, you know, they've watched this season, maybe a little bit of last season, and get their opinions from a non-fan perspective, a non-super fan perspective like you're getting from uh, from the two of us. So um, we appreciate you guys listening. Andrew, thank you very much for, for taking the time and, and joining me today. 
of course. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, absolutely. And you can follow me on Instagram at Mundog Millionaire and on Twitter at Jack underscore Mundy nine five. Uh, please let me know if you have any questions or if you want me to cover anything else uh, survivor related uh, or if you have any uh, recommendations for the other things part of my podcast, which some of those should be coming over the next month with some friends and some family members. So uh, follow me at Mundog Millionaire on Instagram, Jack underscore Monday 95 on Twitter. And you can follow Andrew on Instagram at Andrew Monday 37. I'm yeah, sure that's, that's what all it is. Some good pictures up there. Yourself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And uh, let me know what you think. Bye.